0: Sarah it doesn't get any higher in Newcastle than this except perhaps the the little widow's tower thing over there on top of that beautiful building but I digress we're at
1: we're on the highest point in the city pretty much the highest point well the highest point that's publicly accessible apart from the tower of the cathedral but yeah isn't this great we're Is the this. cathedral tower higher than this I'd reckon slightly higher. Yeah, yep. it might be. Mm. All right. Here we are at the obelisk, um, Windmill Hill. The obelisk is another one of our navigational aids. So prior to it being this shape, which occurred in 1860 six thereabouts, it was a windmill and the windmill um, was used to um, basically provide water for the town however it it burnt down and the uh, mariners had been using it as a navigational aid as well and the government decided not to to replace it however there was then the Kawara disaster and an outcry over the safety of shipping and the government built the obelisk in order to provide that that safety that the um, the shipping industry required. So, how much of the the hill and
0: the mound that we stand on is original, and how much of it is earthwork? Any idea?
1: I would imagine that a lot of this is um, recontoured. Um, you can see that we're basically standing on a flat bench, but it falls away quite sharply. And the flat bench, you know, itself is a bit of a giveaway that obviously there's been some recontouring and regrading and releveling. However, this was always one of the highest points in the city. And that's why um, it was being used by mariners as they were trying to enter the harbour. And you
0: can see that when you have a look at some of the early paintings and illustrations um, of the windmill on this spot.
1: Yeah, and it was, it was um, Commandant Morissette that um, basically was responsible for the building of the windmill originally. Um, and it was really for the purpose of grinding flour. Um, so the government flour mill was built here in 1820 And um, in strong winds, it was said to be able to grind 10 bushels of wheat per hour. Now, um, some of our um, um, farmers might be able to tell us if that's significant or not. I don't know. But basically um, its purpose was to replace the existing hand mills, which were unsatisfactory and obviously didn't provide enough grain for the for the settlement. So this was situated at the top of what was then quite a steep hill. It's still a steep hill. I walked up it this morning overlooking the water. <laughs> I couldn't drive up this one, I had to walk. <laughs> you did. But it wasn't long before this windmill in particular was superseded by more efficient windmills in the Hunter Valley, so up near Morpeth, Maitland, etc. And then in 1847, there was um, it was demolished after a, um, at the fire, and that resulted in protests and petitions from the shipping community.
0: It's interesting, isn't it? Because the windmill itself was kind of
1: accidentally a navigational aid. Yeah, there's kind of a nice poetry to that and in 1850 because the shipping community was quite upset that the government wasn't going to replace the windmill because it wasn't used uh, for grinding flour by that time the government then had to to respond and so they built um, the obelisk.
0: Spot that we're on, and we're near a little indicator, um, direction plate that points to various landmarks and mountains and so on around the re- Williamtown, it points over that way and so on. The water board installed that.
1: Why? Well, because this was a a reservoir as well. Um, But also, too, because you have this 360-degree vantage point whereby you can see most of the earlier Hunter District water board, water supply infrastructure. So over to the, uh, what is it, north-east, you can just make out the reservoir on the corner of Brown and Tyrrell Street and just down on Shepherds Hill down to the south there was another reservoir a little bit north of the Bar Beach car park and also too of course you had very important Walker waterworks up at Maitland which is the building still there mm. um, and that was the first reticulated water supply um, for the city of Newcastle bringing water from from the waterworks up there. And indeed, the waterboard over the, I assume the waterboard have
0: placed these, what do you call these? They're they're little monuments in the ground, little plaques kind of in the ground, talking about the history of our, and location of our various water supplies. Although with the Walker one over there, it does my head in because Walker's not in that direction. So I assume that they've just tried to space these evenly around. And if people actually stop and look down as well as out at the beautiful view, but stop and look down, they learn a lot.
1: It's a really neat little interpretation. I mean, it's very...
0: You need to send your gardeners up here. A bit of edging needs to be done around (laughs)
1: these ones, just quietly. It's of its time, I suppose, and, you know, 1967-odd when this was done. um, These plaques have actually um, withstood... Um, the elements and weathering over that time quite remarkably quite well. Um, they look like a little terrazzo tablet with some really nice brass lettering that's flush into the surface and I think they're really quite neat. Um, experts on font style would be quite impressed by that. I think it's uh, the, the the Bauhaus font, is it? I don't know, it's very attractive yeah, it's, font, it's isn't it? It's lovely, yeah. Mm. I really like it. I think more people should come up here. You know, this is a style of interpretation from you know the 1960s, but you know it, it works. It's simple, it's low Um, It doesn't sort of, um, it's not in your face, it doesn't interfere with the view. And at the same time, you can learn a lot about the modernisation of water supply to the citizens of Newcastle at various times. The other thing about the obelisk is that there have been a couple of accidents here. So in 1906, the pillars of old mine workings, which were probably Australian agricultural company workings, collapsed and it led to a land creep across the hill. And this was quite significant. This led to um, a commission of inquiry and basically the establishment of the mine subsidence board as we know it today. So effectively what happened was, if you can imagine, the underground surfaces riddled with <clears throat>
0: pillars... Mm. Which um which is the story of the city of Newcastle? yeah
1: it's like a honeycomb, basically. Mm. it's you know got lots of little holes, like Swiss cheese. So there was a land creep, and basically what happens is that um you get a lot of um, fracture at the surface, and that's what happened here. and a lot of the houses in Tyrrell street, wolf street, um the hill were damaged. Oh my God, it. so it just all slid. Towards the harbour and Nobbies? It moved, essentially. So um, where you get your your bearing for your foundation, there's movement in that, like an earthquake, and that can have quite catastrophic consequences for building stability. So that's what happened and that then led to, as I said, a commission of inquiry and the establishment of the New South Wales Mine Subsidence Board. That's how serious it was and and the system of compensation um, for private um, property owners who are affected by mine subsidence. God, that must have been absolutely terrifying. Yeah, I I think so. I've heard quite a number of um, quite terrifying stories about um, mine workings that have opened up beneath houses. There was one down on, was it Brooks Street, down in the back of Cooks Hill. Did you hear that story? rings a bell yeah about the guy who came home and his piano was sitting 100 meters down in a pit shaft basically that it opened up and um you know that that is a very serious and unusual accident incident but you know when you've got a city of of um of our age and with its pedigree of of underground coal mining Mm. um you are bound to have those sorts of incidents so the mine substance board does a very important job today they sure do don't they
0: Sarah so what about the obelisk itself of course it shines bright it's white it's lit up at night you can see it from everywhere and you can see everywhere from it
1: You can, and that's why it it was a navigational device, because it was on the highest point in the vicinity, it was a good observation point, and you could watch events and ships moving um, in and out of the port from here. At the time... And the harbour master didn't have to come up and light it. That's true, that's true, yeah. At the time, we're talking mid-19th century, so around the 1860s, these um, Grecian forms, the obelisk forms, were quite popular. There was a, a, a resurgence of interest in classical classical architecture, and hence the there were a number of obelisks built at the time. And this was also reflected in things like grave monuments. Mm. A lot of obelisks um, became quite popular for for graves as well. This one, it's uh, it's got a really robust form. It's uh, masonry, cement rendered. And it has this lovely little cornice about one-third of the way up off the ground, which gives it a really nice sort of um, adjustment into the ground, I suppose, for want of a better word. It's quite resolved. You know, It it sits really nicely. It's obviously not going anywhere in a hurry. No, I don't think so. Um, It has been repaired and, and rebuilt a number of times. It was damaged during the earthquake, and Council undertook repairs on it at that time. And it's still maintained and cared for by city of Newcastle.
0: Sarah, whilst we're on the highest point in the city, when you look around you, what, what do you see? What amazing parts of our heritage do you look at and go, mm, City Hall?
1: Yes, <clears throat> Jasmine House, um, the hill, the beautiful stretch of Stockton Beach, the TNG building, all of those beautiful 19th century buildings that we have, this lovely collection in the city, and notably, you can really, uh, you get a good... Um, bird's eye view of the James Fletcher Hospital from here and if you look at some of those Lysette paintings um, and there's a, a beautiful panorama by Charles Edward Close 1830 I think it was it's quite similar you can actually identify a whole number of those buildings and the landscape and the layout and the actual composition of of um, the city um, you, can, you can still see those things today so it's a really good place to come up and sort of familiarise yourself with Um, 19th century Newcastle that that layout that grid the plan form of the buildings their arrangement in the landscape it's it's pretty much mirroring what we had in 1830 it hasn't really changed a great deal what has changed of course um, are the buildings on each of the allotments but that street grid and you know the actual form of the town pretty much the same we are lucky that we still do
0: have a lot of our early buildings though from up here you can even see the terraces opposite the law courts and so on behind that we have the new development that has gone in on the old hospital site and the apartments that have gone around along the beach and so on and so forth but um, uh, even so it still manages not to hide too much of our history
1: yeah, that's right. I mean, how unique is this city that we have a really good collection of treasured historic buildings? A lot of them are in public ownership, which is fantastic. They're safeguarded for the future. And that we have other heritage facilities, such as our beautiful Ocean Baths, Fort Scratchley historic site. Um, now Nobby's has opened up as well, King Edward Park, The Obelisk. You know, we have countless really fabulous Heritage and historic assets in this city that really sets us apart from other places on the east coast. I mean, think of Port Macquarie. I mean, it's a beautiful place to visit, but it's so different to here. Coffs Harbour, so different. You know, we really have a treasure. We sit right on the sea, we're a working port, we have a wonderful collection of heritage buildings, and we have a great community. There's a great sense of Nova Castrian spirit here. Um, What more could you ask for?